Hey, welcome to the Living Messenger Podcast, where we discuss God's simple truths and his gospel. I'm your host, Andrew O'Neill. Alright guys, hey, my name's Andrew, and I thought for today's episode I just would give a little brief overview of uh, what I want to accomplish um, with this podcast and give you a little more info about me. So my name's Andrew, obviously. I'm currently 37 years old, and I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico with my wife, Whitney, and dog, Lily. Um... I have uh, been a paramedic for 16, 17 years at least. I think I started back in 2002. And um, I've been kind of hopping around, mainly paramedic on the ambulance. I did join the military. I was a Navy corpsman with the Marines for a few years. And after getting out, I went back to working as a paramedic on the ambulance. And I've done flight. And currently working for a hospital uh, right now. Um, that's just a little about me. Um, what I really want to accomplish with this podcast is just, you know, kind of sharing God's gospel and simple things that I think we overlook as Christians in general. Um, we kind of forget to, you know, yeah, we may have differences, but when you really get down to it, um, you know, what's important is sharing God's gospel. And that's all that really matters. Um, you know, all these differences, you know, sure, there, there's theological differences, there's religious differences. But at the end of the day, what really matters is just getting down to the heart of what God wants us to do, which is sharing the gospel. So um, I've always kind of been um, appealed to doing some type of ministry, pastoring, something like that, but I've never been a great speaker or um, anything like that. So the last few months, I've really had a realization that I want and need to do more, uh, especially with things I've been reading and studying recently. I've woken up and realized that this is something, you know, I should maybe look at, you know, the thought kind of popped in the back of my head. Hey, maybe start a podcast, but, you know, how crazy is that? But um, as I was reading this book, um, it just kind of clicked that, hey, it's better than doing nothing. Um, it doesn't matter if you have anyone listening. Um, obviously, the point is to get people to listen, but um, at the end of the day, you know, if this helps me study God's word more and helps me become a better speaker, then, you know, that's that's great and it helps me grow closer to God, which is the ultimate goal, right? And hopefully along the way, you know, I get some people to listen and, you know, kind of realize, hey, this is what I need to be doing and this uh, kind of helps me out along the way. All right, so what kind of things uh, am I looking forward to kind of sharing with you guys? What kind of topics uh, do we want to discuss? Um, I guess it, the big one I've really been um, reading is uh, the Holy Spirit and faith. Um, these two things are so big to any Christian 
that I think it's the foundation, should be the foundation of any relationship with God. And these are the things that we need to uh, build our relationship with and start with. Um, without these two things, um, everything's impossible, uh, so to say. Um, so those are the two big things I really wanted to kind of discuss. So I think to start out, we're going to do some uh, big topic on the Holy Spirit and kind of build it out from there. But I'm not limited to uh, speaking about anything or anything in particular, you know, world events, you know, things that, you know, I feel like, um, you know, could be pertinent to our uh, relationship with God. Um, prayer uh, is another big topic. Um, let's see here. What else we got here? I guess, you know, I don't want to focus too much on, you know, this religion does this, this religion does that. You know, I don't want to focus too much on that. Um, my focus is just to bring you closer to the God, no matter what religion you are, uh, no matter, you know, where you at, no matter what stage you are in your life. Hopefully this kind of just brings you closer to God. That's the ultimate goal. Like I said, uh, sharing you know, God's gospel, Jesus's gospel. And that's all that really matters. And, um, so just a little bit about this, um, podcast and why I started it, I guess. I know I touched on it briefly before, but I was reading this book from Leroy E. Frome. It's called Coming of the Comforter. And it's pretty much a book all about the Holy Spirit. A friend from church recommended this book and, um, I started reading it and it's really opened my eyes to, um, you know, things that are really important. I think sometimes as Christians, we get caught up into things that aren't really important at all. Like, you know, these squabbles about, oh, your church does this or, you know, conservatives or liberals are doing this. It's like, you know, yeah, we're going to have those debates, but at the end of the day, those things really don't matter. What matters is, you know the Holy Spirit, and building our faith through the Holy Spirit. So um, as I was been reading this book, I've, you know, just wanted to share so many things from this book and things I've been learning. And I've had that yearning to share these things. And I'm not a pastor, obviously. And so the idea popped in my head to start a podcast. And, you know, it kind of festered for a few months. And I was reading this last chapter, one of the last chapters of the book, and I came across this quote from uh, Ellen G. White, uh, who states, There is a great work to do, and the spirit of the living God must enter into the living messenger, that the truth may go with power. And as I read that, I was just like, wow, like that just hit me. And... I just thought, you know what, I'm going to try to do this thing. Um, I don't care if, you know, I might do it once a month, twice a month, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think this is going to help me just grow stronger in his word and grow closer to him. So the thing I loved about this quote is that, you know, the truth may go with power and we're not limited by God's power through the Holy Spirit. We're, we have so much untapped ability to do so many great things. And I just thought, you know what, it's time to 
do this and just put it in the Holy Spirit's hands and just go from there. And that's all I can really ask for. And that's where the name of this podcast came for came from. Um, uh, I simple initially wanted to call it Simple Truth, but uh, there wasn't. There was many podcasts I should say that were um, already taken with that name. So I really like the Living Messenger and that quote. Um, we are all living messengers, and that is what God's required us to do after his death is to share his gospel and to become living messengers for his word. And that's where the name comes from. So that's pretty much my spiel. Um, like I said, I'm hoping to like maybe do this at least once a month, come out with a new podcast. Maybe we can do some interviews um, or, you know, share stories of people's faith. You know, I always think that that's very important to share people's story of where they come from and how they overcame, you know, certain aspects or difficulties they had in their life. Because ultimately, that is what um, we should be doing as Christians, is sharing our burdens with others. And I think that really helps, um, at the end of the day, us grow closer to God and become better Christians. Um, So... With that being said, um, hopefully I haven't rambled on too much, and I hope you guys stick along and listen. Hopefully you guys can learn a few things, and feel free to to uh, send me some uh, emails if you have any questions. Um, right now I'll have my email uh, is andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W, 8404, at gmail.com. So if you want to write me an email, ask any questions, topics you'd like to go over, cover, um, I'd love to do that. So anyways, I hope you guys have a great day and uh, hopefully you stick with me and uh, thanks for joining. Bye. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. I appreciate you uh, joining me again. Uh, Sorry about the delay. I actually uh, tried to upload this podcast a couple weeks ago but was having some technical difficulties, so I'm re-recording it, and hopefully this time everything goes okay. So uh, this month I wanted to talk a little bit about faith. Um, Have you ever asked yourself what faith can do for you? I don't think that's a question we ask ourselves often enough. I'm sure a lot of you remember that famous milk slogan from years ago, Got Milk? Instead, I think we should have the slogan, Got Faith. I think faith has so much power that we somehow overlook its importance. I think we can divide faith into three categories that shows the power it has. So first, I wanted to talk about faith has a power to heal. So if you turn to Luke 7, 1 through 10, I'm just going to read through that and kind of go over it. So now when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. So uh, this was obviously uh, the centurion as actually a Roman with high military rank. He typically oversaw 60 to 80 men. So his position actually had power and authority. Um, And it's also interesting to note that the centurion had to have some sort of relationship with the Jews because he's asking the elders in verse 3 here uh, if he if they could go to Jesus directly and ask 
on his behalf if he could come to his house and heal his servant. Uh, So let's continue. And when they came to Jesus, they begged for him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. So the Jews obviously, like I said before, had a relationship with the centurion, but it must have been a really good relationship because obviously he had done lots of good things for the Jews. And if we continue here. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Um, And it was, I guess, kind of common Jewish law that a Jew could not enter a Gentile's home. And obviously the centurion knew those laws, and he respected them so much that he didn't even want to break those laws. So that's why he came out to meet Jesus. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant will be healed. Now, I love this verse. So here he is coming out to meet Jesus. And then he goes on to say that he's not even worthy to come to him, but all he has to do is say the word. This is what faith is. He had so much faith in the power and authority in Jesus that he knew Jesus simply saying the words, his servant would be healed. Um, and let's continue. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And I love how the centurion kind of reinforces Jesus' authority with a statement. He knows he can do nothing and only Jesus can heal. He's pretty much putting everything, all his faith, everything into Jesus because he knows all Jesus has to do is say the words. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Now, I don't know what else you'd want Jesus to say about you, but that's probably one of the greatest things that he could say about someone. Um, and it's also kind of interesting that the Satarian having this power of soldiers, he could have had forced Jesus to heal his servant. You know, he could have arrested him and said, you know, heal my servant. But he knew that that wasn't, you know, right. He had enough faith and he trusted in Jesus that Jesus would do, do the healing for him. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. So he was healed. And I wanted to read another story, Luke 8, 40 through 56. All right, so this is kind of telling two different stories. One of a girl restored to life and a woman healed. So let's continue uh, reading Luke 40 through 56. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter about twelve years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman having the flow of blood for twelve years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border 
of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. It's just interesting how one touch healed her. And we'll get into that here in a second, that it wasn't just the touch that healed her, it was her faith. And Jesus kind of reinforces that here. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you. And you say, Who touched me? It's interesting because Jesus knew the difference in this touch. He was being mobbed by people, yet he felt the faith of one woman. He felt that faith. And I think that just kind of speaks volumes that our faith has that power. And Jesus can detect that even though all these other things are going on. But Jesus said, somebody touched me, and for I perceived power going out from me. So let's talk about this power going out. Where does he get that power to heal? From the Holy Spirit, right? If we read 2 Timothy 1-7, through it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That same power that Jesus had is available to us through the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit plays such an important role in you know, our daily lives that we need to ask for the Holy Spirit uh, to be in our lives. And that's why I did that one podcast earlier of talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, let's continue here. Um, verse 47. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she had healed and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And Jesus reinforces, like I said earlier, it was your faith that made you well. It wasn't that touch. So here we transition back to the young girl now. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to them, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when, the Jesus, but when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. So all you have to do is believe and you will be healed. I think that kind of speaks to how little a lot of our faith is sometimes, how little faith we have in Jesus, that sometimes all we have to do is believe, and Jesus will make it possible. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now, all wept and mourned for her, but he said, Do not weep, she is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. Kind of curious, who do you think was really killing Jesus? Was it the people outside? I don't think it would have been anybody in that room. Had it been people outside kind of mocking Jesus. Um, but he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. I kind of always found this interesting that as soon as she wakes up, he, he commanded her to eat something. You know, being in the medical field, you always kind of think of, you know, diabetes, that, you know, her blood sugar was low and she wasn't really dead. Because when your blood sugar is that low, you're pretty much comatose. And it seems like you're dead. So I doubt that's what was going on here, but it just kind of, you know, when you see that, you think of, you know, hypoglycemia and she was diabetic. But just kind of my brain working. 
All right, let's finish it here. And her parents were astonished, but he charges them to tell no one what had happened. So just to kind of recap that faith has the power to heal and that faith can be such, I don't know what the words I'm looking for, but it's faith is something that we also often overlook when it comes to healing aspect. You know, we pray, but do we really have faith? And we're going to talk about the later, how do we get that faith? So let's go on to uh, part two here of what faith has the power to do. And that's the power to perform miracles. If we read Matthew 17, 20, um, this is a great verse. So it says, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Um, when I think of faith of the power to perform miracles, I always think of Desmond Doss. Um, and we'll get that to his story in a little bit, which most of us know his story. Um, but this verse is great because it's just that inkling of faith, just as small as a mustard seed, and you can do things that no one thought was possible. Uh, Ellen G. White says, Their faith must be strengthened by fervent prayer and fasting and humiliation and humiliation of heart. They must be emptied of self and be filled with the spirit and power of God. Earnest, preserving supplication to God and faith, faith that leads to entire dependence upon God and unreserved consecration to his work can alone avail to bring men the Holy Spirit's aid in the battle against principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, and wicked spirits in high places. And I think one of the best examples of this is Moses and the Israelites. So let's go ahead and read Exodus 14, 13 through 16. All right, starting with verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. And this is what he will accomplish for you today. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And Ellen G. White says, she has a great uh, kind of synopsis of this. God in his providence brought the Hebrews into the mountain fastness before the sea, that he might manifest his power in their deliverance and signally humble their pride of their oppressors. He might have saved them in any other way, but he chose this method in order to test their faith and strengthen their trust in him. The people were wary and terrified, yet if they had held back when Moses bade them advance, God would never have opened the path for them. It was by faith that they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. And marching down to the very water, they showed that then the mighty one of Israel divided the sea to make a path for their feet. The great lesson here taught is one for all time. 
Often the Christian life is beset by dangers and duty seems hard to perform. The imagination pictures impending ruin before and bondage or death behind. Yet the voice of God speaks clearly, go forward. We should obey this command even though our eyes cannot penetrate the darkness and we feel the cold waves about our feet. The obstacles that hinder our progress will never disappear before halting, doubting spirit. Those who defer obedience till every shadow of uncertainty disappears and there remains no risk of failure or defeat will never obey at all. Unbelief whispers, let us wait till the obstructions are removed and we can see our way clearly. But faith courageously urges in advance, hoping all things, believing all things. And I love how she kind of snaps. It was by faith that God opened the Red Sea. It wasn't, you know, Moses's faith. It was the Israelites' faith. And like I said earlier, I, I always think of Desmond Doss when it comes to miracles. Um, we all kind of know his story. But he was so convicted in his belief in God and in the Sabbath and in not killing the ten, and in the Ten Commandments that God rewarded that faith. He was devoted to that. And with that, he did something that no one thought was possible, right? They say... You know, they say that he saved, you know, around 80-something men up on that escarpment. But the reality is they don't even know the number. They actually thought it was closer to 150 because that's how many people were missing um, when they got down. And by the time the night was over, um, the 150 people that were missing were all back. So they think it was 150 but Desmond said no it can't be that many people it was more like 80 and so they settled on that number 80 so it's just kind of you know if we have that faith god can perform anything you know through us all right so the last thing that faith can do for you is salvation right so I just want to read a couple quick verses if we turn to Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved, through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So we honestly have to do nothing but have faith, and with his grace we are saved. Acts 16.31 also says, So they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved you and your household. And then the last kind of story I wanted to look at here was uh, Luke 23, 39 through 43. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed just... And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing. Then Jesus, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. And I like this story because it's a reflection of pretty much the two choices we have in life, right? We have the first thief who is blasphemed Jesus and only cared for himself and had no faith. Then you had a second thief who knew he had committed terrible crimes and recognized Jesus' authority and believed in him. 
and that was simply enough for him to be saved. So, just to recap, faith has the power to heal, right? Faith has the power for salvation, and it has the power to perform miracles. And if we live our lives with faith, you know, anything is possible. And that's just kind of a quick synopsis of faith I wanted to do this month. Um, I appreciate you guys joining me, and hopefully I will come up with a good podcast here coming up the next month. Thanks. Bye.